Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Future Hubby, the podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and today's subject is blended families. So, I wanted to read a poem from my poetry book, A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, and it is called My Children. If you don't like my children, then you can't be with me. Because my children come first. They are my main priority. My children are my air, the reason why I breathe. They are my gifts from God and mean the world to me. My children bring me lots of joy amidst sorrow and pain. When my world seems to fall apart, they help to build it once again. Now, please don't get me wrong. There are days when I must escape. But every parent has those moments when they need to take a break. They push me beyond my own expectations, although they know of my imperfections. They bring out the best and worst in me. I'm so glad they love me unconditionally. My children are a reflection of how life takes different directions. It's my love and nurturing, excuse me. It's my love and nurturing that they need. A great mother is what I want to be. So if you don't like my children, you cannot be with me. And so I have a special guest with me. And it is he is my son, Xavier. And we wanted to speak to his expectation when it comes to my future hubby. And so I will give him an opportunity to kind of shed light on a conversation that he and I had a few days ago and actually Xavier was one of the reasons that I decided that enough was enough um, and that I would no longer put myself in situations where it did not help um, in terms of what it is that I want what it is that I aspire where it is I'm trying to go um, and that includes dating so even in dating um, what I'm learning is that if you don't fit the mold, it's time to go. <laughs> so, son, introduce yourself. Hello, it's Xavier. It's Xavier. <laughs> um, You're 17. I'm 17. And so when it comes to like, my question to you is, <clears throat> when you think about my future hubby, and what it is that you desire for your mom. In your own words, what do you see? Like, who do you see filling those shoes? What type of man do you see filling those shoes? Visually? Uh-huh. Like, how do you know? We've had kind of conversations, but like, how do you feel that he would treat you all as my children? Being, if Let's say that he has his own children. If he has his own children... And then I have my own children. And then we come together blended. How do you feel that he should be toward you all? As well as how he's treating me. You know, just all of that. Like, what is your vision? Do you have a vision for the future? I feel like he should... um... Treat us as if we were his own. That's good. Yeah. And because that fills the gap of 
awkwardness when it comes to blended family. Yes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> when you guys have a relationship in a sense. Mm-hmm. But um, I see someone who is compassionate. They're very considerate. Considerate. <laughs> um, who isn't afraid to take a stand. Very bold. Mm-hmm. And um, will always be there, really. So a no constant. matter the times, a constant, yeah, good energy. That's all I see. And then you have made a comment in terms of, um, you know, we've had our little conversations. You have said something that really resonated with me, and you were like, "Mom, anyone that is truly trying to be there." there's 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 no excuses involved in that like if, when someone wants to be present in your life they're not going to make a bunch of excuses they're going to be present they're going to be trying to get to you instead of you trying to make arrangements for them to get to you and so like one of the things that we've talked about is pretty much just being able to recognize when a person just does not have not just my best interest at heart but y'all's best interest at heart as well and so when it comes to my future hubby, you know, what are some of the like if there were three things that you could say, OK, mom, this because he's showing these qualities. I feel like you should give him a chance. Like what what type what are the top three qualities that you can think of? Ooh. If he's making time for you, because mm-hmm. think about it, if you don't. If you like someone, if you actually like someone, you make time for them no matter what. You always clear up your schedule <laughs> to make time for them, to be around them, to talk to them. So if he makes time for you, that's one of the major ones, in my opinion. Um, if he's actually listening to you, mm-hmm. like not just hearing you, if he's actually listening to what you're saying. Because also when you like someone, you yeah. hear, you remember Everything they said, every small detail, good, bad, ugly, everything. You remember every single detail because you're actually listening. You're actually interested. Right. So those two are very major. And a third one would have to be. mm, Oh, it's hard to think about a third one. A third one would have to be. How they, what you said, you said qualities. Yeah. So like, what are the qualities? So you pretty much, you said, um, making himself available. Like he has to be, you know, make himself available. He has to be a good listener. Um, and that, I, I, I mean, I think that those are great qualities, you know, like if you're, if you're availing yourself, then that just, you know, that means that you're conscious of the fact that my time is valuable, your time is valuable, but you're wanting to spend that time with me and vice versa. So I do believe that that, that, you know, this that's a good attribute. I'm not sure if it's a quality, but you know, all in the same. And then as far as like, um, wanting to like being a good listener, I know that that's a good quality. That's a great characteristic to have. Cause you know, your mother loves to talk. So it'd be good mm-hmm. to be connected to a good listener. And then what's the other one? Giving the same energy that they are receiving. That's like, real good, son. Because if, Often, if you're in a relationship, you could tell when someone is not really all there. Mm -hmm. They're kind of disconnected because Mm -hmm. you're giving your all and they're giving basically nothing. Right. So it just seems like it's a one-sided relationship. So it should feel like a 
a relationship, not a. So it should be. Reciprocated. I just like you, and you don't like me. Right. It should be reciprocated, <laughs> and then it's like, and so it should be reciprocated, but then also to avoid users, because you know it's a, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people out there that, like you pretty much said, like they're they're in it for what they can get, but they're not. It's not both ways. So it's like, okay, what can you do for me? And if you can't do anything for me, then. There- there are some masterminds yes. out here. They are, watch out. Yeah. They will date you with a, a secret plan. And right. then once they've achieved their plan, they will let you go. Yeah. So always wait it out to see someone's true colors. Yeah. Because after a few months, after the honeymoon phase is over, you really start to see who they are. And then you get to also, it's good to have good people around you that can identify with this dog don't hunt, you know, this right here, yes. this is like a snake in the grass. They, I don't know. It's just something about them. It's really good to have those type of friends that, you know, they respect you. They love you. But at the same time, they want the best for you. And so if they see something, they recognize that they love you enough to tell you the truth, you know, about that situation or the characteristic that, that they may see that it's just like it vexes them, you know, um, and then you make a judgment call based on the information that you gather okay, you know, I really truly believe that this friend is for me or I really truly believe that this relative is for me. So if they're able to see something that I don't necessarily see, maybe I should heed those warnings before I get myself in a situation where I'm compromising my own self-worth or where I'm compromising the goals and the dreams and the things that I'm trying to achieve because I've been sidetracked by a decept, you know, a deceptor, someone that was being very deceitful. Mm-hmm. And so... um so I just feel like it's good that like even us as mother and son, I love the fact that we have dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. that we have where we can talk about those things. You know, if I do date someone and you're just like, eh, I'm not feeling that mom, you know, or if I'm dating someone, you're like, he's pretty cool. You know, I just love the fact that y'all are like that with me, that y'all are able to tell me yes or no or absolutely positively not. So, yes, no. <laughs> So, like, so have you ever been in a, a moment, Xavier, where you're just like, well, no, you ha- you have been in the moment where you've been like, my mom is not listening to me. No. How does it feel yes, I have. I have. when, yeah, how does it feel when you feel like you can see the destruction or you can see how this may end, it may not end well? How does it make you feel? Whenever I have entered into a relationship and you weren't totally and completely on board. And then even when you were trying to give me the warning and I was just like, hush boy, how did it make you feel when I would do that? It made me so mad. (laughs) All those warnings, all those red flags. And mom was closing her eyes, walking (laughs) as if she didn't see any of them. It made me so angry. I was like... I don't think I could, there's anything else I could do. <laughs> now, how did it make you feel when I flipped the script and I did listen to you? And then I, I went ahead and just said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take some of the advice that you've given me and apply it and end it a relationship. I was happy, but I didn't want to get my hopes up because um, a lot of the times, even if I was in the same situation, mm-hmm. I might do the exact same thing. I might be like, oh, well, I really like this person. So even though you're telling me all of this, I'm going to try to keep it in the back of my head. Mm. But be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Mind your business. (laughs) 
So I didn't get my hopes up, but I was a little happy that you were finally listening. So how does it feel to know like, okay, I've just surrendered everything and I've just decided I'm just going to wait on God, no matter how long that takes, um, and that I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to do the work. Um, when I see the red flags, instead of waiting for like this big old, you know, fiasco to manifest, to just go ahead and end it softly, like how does how does how does that make you feel now that I'm I've so made proud, that decision? Proud of you. Thank you, son. Because it it feels like whenever you, whenever people in general just like ignore all the red flags, I uh-huh. feel like we often like at that point we just start settling. Yeah. Yeah. So I was proud to know that you stopped settling for. Thank you, son. Yes. Yeah, it was hard, and I think I think part of the reason, um, and I wrote that to my future husband. I actually was like, I think a part of me, I didn't all the way faint, but I said I think I kind of got discouraged, you know, because after a while, when you've been single for a long time, you start to look and you're just like, okay, Lord, what's going on? You know, I'm doing the work and no one's manifesting. What is happening? And so, and in those moments, those little windows, the enemy is very crafty. So it's like, Mm -hmm. in those moments is when it's like, oh, well, you didn't look over here. What about this? Why come, you know, you might've rejected that person a thousand times before. (laughs) But then when you get in that moment of just like, I'm tired of being single. Then you look up and you're like, well, you're not that bad. And you start making excuses for that, you know, for that situation. Next thing you know, you're you're involved with someone that you really don't even like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, But getting out of that situation is also like very empowering because yeah. then you re- you remember who you are yeah. and then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have been settling yeah. for this. Yeah. And then you're back on your A-game. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's one of the best feelings ever. I agree. I have to agree there, son. I really do. Well, I just want to take a moment, son, to thank you so much for like coming on my podcast and spending time with your mama you're welcome and um yeah so i'm about to end the podcast and what i normally do so you know um i normally end the podcast with a letter to my future hubby so i'm gonna do that real quick and today is my birthday i turned 47 years old how you feel to have a 47 year old mama it doesn't feel like you're 47 (laughs) Honey, I feel it though. I so feel it. But okay, let me read this. It says, Dear future hubby, today I jumped. Oh, I wrote this on January the 7th, son. Um, And everyone listening. Dear future hubby, today I jumped. Today I leaped. Today I recorded my very first Dear Future Hubby podcast. I ran out of excuses. I ran, ran out of what ifs. And I just went for it. I created my own logo. Trust me, I am most definitely an amateur of logo making, but I did it scared. These past few days, I've been seeking God's face and honing in on my gifts and my talents. I am clueless when it comes to podcasts and how they work. However, if it means discovering parts of myself, rediscovering parts of myself, or developing other areas in my life, I am willing to learn. Truth be told, this has been fun. I heard someone say, welcome failure. Well, I'm not speaking failure into existence concerning this podcast, but stepping outside of my comfort zone, attempting to try this podcast, these adventures one more time, but in the pursuit of love is exciting 
for me. I love you. Love, Teresa. So thank you for joining Dear Future Hubby, the podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese. And like I always say, please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa, and my guest, Xavier. Y'all have a good one. Bye.